Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, hello. It's Private Talk Podcast with Alexis Texas, season three. And today, Private Talk, we have the pleasure of having Holly Randall on the couch. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm excited to get to talk to you. It's been quite some time since I've seen you. I've been like, I see your things on, you know, social medias and whatnot, but it's not the same when you don't have personal interaction. So, I'm I very know. Excited. It's so good to see you. And by the way, my mother says hello. Oh, I love it. I love her. So it was funny because I was talking when I when you uh, agreed to come on the show. I was mm-hmm. like, it's crazy because I knew your mom first, and then going, you know, obviously y'all are like two peas in a pod. And so, and then you meet shooting with you, and then it's like I left, and then I didn't know what you were doing, and then there's all these new things, exciting things in your life, and so <laughs> I have all the questions, and I want to know all about it. I have all the answers. So. I love that answer. <laughs> I love that answer. So you went into, you know, start or when did you start your own like production stuff besides like going out of the shadows of your mom, and like how did that come, you know, about? Yeah, so that was around I think 2008 was when I actually formed my own production company, and. You know, I had been working for my mom for, I don't know, I think like almost 10 years at the time. And, you know, I could just see that the industry was going, it was evolving and changing. And she was very much like, she's a photographer, right? Like that's all she wants to do. She just wants to take pictures. I could see that video was evolving, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the industry was changing. And she and I were just, I mean, honestly, we were butting heads all the time. And um, as most mother and daughters do, yeah, especially when you have two creatively different things, which is mm -hmm. funny how that works too, because it's like you kind of obviously are inspired by some ways with you know, and your mother, but then it's like I could do it more, I could do it better in my own way, and it's like, and then your own little niche, which I always found fascinating, is because. I always felt like there was not enough female people behind the scenes and the make us actual, like the talent feel beautiful. And not that men don't do that, but it was a different way to depict women. Whereas mm-hmm. like, it just felt from start to finish like an experience. And I feel mm-hmm. like you and your mother really did a really great job with the talent of being like that, of like why it was such a, like a treat to work for you guys. Thank you. Yeah. And it was interesting because at the time that was kind of a little bit of the issue was that, you know, content was becoming like so many people were creating content and content was just like king. And my mom likes to spend all day shooting one set and that was becoming unaffordable. Mm -hmm. It was like you needed to shoot like four or five sets in one day plus video, you Mm -hmm. know, and like she just didn't like being on that kind of um, like conveyor belt. Yeah, Yeah, you were just like it was like a factory. You Mm -hmm. were just churning out content. And, you know, she especially didn't want anything to do with the video. So it was kind of a shame because all of this time and effort, you know, that she liked to put into her sets that made them look the way they, they did was becoming like obsolete. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I left her, my first client actually that I started 
working for um, was Twisties, who I still shoot for now, like 15 years later. Awesome. Yeah, Must I know. be doing something right, beautiful. <laughs> right? I know. I've like been with them through so many different owners. Like mm-hmm. I started with them when Shop still owned it, and then he sold it to what's now Mind Geek. And anyways. Um, and so I found it, you know, challenging to produce all of this content and, um, you know, not have the opportunity or really the budget to put a lot of time and effort and thought into it. So, um, but it's interesting because now the industry's changed a little bit where now actually, you know, again, like I said, I would, if I was shooting a sex scene, I would have to shoot like two scenes in a day for twisties, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes three. And now they like brought it back, put more money into it. And now I'm only shooting one scene a day, which is like Easy. amazing, it, which yeah. is the way it should be. But yeah. it wasn't that way for so long. So it's interesting that the industry went through like, okay, you could spend a long time doing one thing. Then you to like do a bunch of stuff at once. And like, you know, nobody really put much value into each production. And now we're back at a place where people are putting a lot of production value into like only one scene. Do you or think only that's because of how the industry's kind of changed with like the OnlyFans and those types of platforms? Or do you think that it's just them seeing the realization of that sometimes you need to take the time to actually make good quality stuff and not just quantity, quantity, quantity? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I don't have like the perfect answer for why it is that way because it is interesting, right? You would think that the studios should have like less money to mm-hmm. produce. Um, because of the success of OnlyFans, because so many performers now are doing so well on their own that they're either charging much higher rates or they're just not going to work for you because they don't need to. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, everybody was projecting that the studios were going to die, but that's not happened at all. Um, In fact, the studios are now spending more and more money and um, doing these bigger projects. But I think what happened is that the quantity of studios has died off. So a lot of like mm. the smaller kind of niche studios, um, the more low, ju- low budget stuff, I think that stuff's kind of died off. And then like the bigger um, production brands have like emerged and really like are keeping a foothold in the industry. That's awesome for me. I feel like because I feel like at one point it was just so oversaturated because we talk about like everyone's a content pro- you know, or producer or whatever. And, you know, it's easy, especially nowadays with technology as being as advanced as it is, is you don't need a big camera. You can have it on your phone or you can do all these mm-hmm. different ways where before it was a little bit more tedious or cost, you know, effective that it, or not cost effective for everybody. So I feel like it's kind of cool to see it come full circle where it's going to come because there's always going to be a, a need for porn. There's always going to be a need yeah. for those types of interests. So it's mm-hmm. like I for me, I would rather have quality than having just every like it's just so much to filter through. Like, how do you even know? There's so many fetishes now. Like, I'm like, I don't even know. I'm like, I was in porn for over 10 plus years. And now some of these things I'm like, I don't even feel like I even was, like I don't even know any of this stuff. <laughs> What is like some of the most, now I'm going to interview you. Um, what is like some of the most interesting, like do you have a favorite fetish, a favorite meaning that like it's so ridiculous that like you love it? Cause I, cause I do. So for me, I feel like my go-to for me personally is I've always had a foot fetish. So right. I'm like into, I love Well, you have feet. like beautiful feet. I remember that actually. Mm, thank you. I remember from shooting you. I feel like my, feet. my feet is, I always say they're really pretty. My, pe- my, my pinky toe is like a peanut. So it's like, you know, discretion of all those people who like those things, <laughs> but I think they're cute, but I've always just liked, I don't know why, I don't know where that came from, but I've always just had an appreciation for feet and not just women feet, men as well. Men is a little bit more like um 
it's like, I mean, obviously I don't like some hairy, like, but like well kept, you know what I mean? For uh -huh. me, it's about like the, the arch, the, the way that it looks, like how well, like manicured, like things like that, that it just like is, I'll stick a man's foot in my mouth. I don't have a problem with that. Where mm -hmm. some of them like, mm, I'm cool. Yeah. But I like the sensation that it is. Like do you have so many nerve endings at your feet that for mm -hmm. me, being fucked and having my foot sucked on was like the best thing ever. So I'm like, if it feels good to me, it has to feel good to everybody else. And I just kind of like stayed with that. Yeah. But I don't necessarily look at feet fetish type porn, but I also don't watch porn. I just yes. do it. You know? Amen. <laughs> but what is your fetish that you say that you... Well, I don't like... So actually, I was asking like in ter favorite in terms of like something that you think is so ridiculous. Oh. Because my favorite is the pie in the face fetish. Okay. I because don't even know about this. Because it's so silly. But when does the pie go in the face? Like when it's supposed to be like... So it's like the, the pop whole, shot? <laughs> it's the pie the whole the idea is to like get a girl, I guess, all dressed up and glamorous and looking beautiful. And then you just throw a pie in her face. And it's just like so dumb that it's like my favorite. I just, th I just can't I like get it. over it because I find it so hilarious. And then Twisties gave me a pie in the face scene, okay. which like I remember getting the script and being like, no fucking way. You're like, this is my dream like, job. I love no it. No, <laughs> I was actually like, this is so dumb. I can't believe they're making me shoot this. And the girl okay. who got the pie in the face was Chloe Cherry who's now like been on euphorias and getting like all oh, those okay. tons of press and bless her heart. She had such a good attitude about it. Cause I remember we came to set and I'm like, okay, Chloe, I'm very sorry, but we're going to throw a pie in your face today. It's not my idea. I didn't write the script, but it's like in the script. So very sorry. And mm -hmm. she was like, that's cool. Okay. Um, I mean that, I mean that is really cause thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, it's a private, but I mean, you still have the choice to say yes or no. Cause some yes. people would be like, uh, no thanks. Like I'm cool. But like, I think most girls would say no. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I would. I think because for me, like, I was never the type of person or, like, the performer that was like, oh, I need to keep my eyelashes on and, like, stay pretty after the scene. I'm like, if we're going to fuck, we're going to fuck. So mm -hmm. I feel like if it's for the scene, then I feel like you're being paid to do a job. And we're actors, you know, so. That's a wonderful <laughs> attitude to have. Not everybody has that attitude. As you know, I've literally had girls, like, get touched up after a scene because they're going on a date. Oh, like nice. I remember this one girl that we shot <laughs> and her scene was over and she, the guy came on her face <laughs> and then she was like, she asked me about her. She's like, can you just like wipe the cum off my face and like, like just fix my foundation. I have a date after this. And like, I was we'd like, love to be that date afterwards. Yeah. Like, I was like, does he know? She was like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what? I had a thing. Like I had talked about, it was one of the times I like, cause you know, in porn, I didn't want to save my makeup, but from here down, you know, you gotta like figure it out. So you like kind of wash your face, but you're not really washing your face. And mm -hmm. I definitely missed a spot before. They're like, Hey, you, you might have something in your chair. <laughs> Sorry. You know, the time, you know, my partner was in the business, so he kind of like understood, but you know, right. for me going to, I'm like the gas station people probably saw a bunch of, probably, I went, I was like, I only went too many places when I got home, but between there and there, you're you like, know? I had a bagel in the car. It was extra cream cheese. You know? I stopped at a light too. Quickly. Once they see the booty, they usually are thinking just something bad's happening. And because it's Alexis Texas, something, something's happening. <laughs> Describe something that's exciting in your life right now. Oh, wow. Um, well, I'm working on the first erotic metaverse. Wow, which that's I'm exciting. Very excited about. Okay. So, how uh, did you? How did that opportunity kind of? Did you? They came to me. Okay. Um, I knew somebody. I had looked into the VR space like a while back, um, but it was just like too complicated and overwhelming for me. But the guy that I spoke to, we kept in contact, and then he approached me and he was like, "Hey, we have 
this new project that we've been working on that's going to revolutionize the adult industry. I'd really like you to take a look at it. And of course, big eye roll on my end, because how many times have we heard like, I have this idea and it's going to revolutionize the adult industry yeah. and it's always bullshit. Mm -hmm. So I almost didn't take the meeting, but I knew this guy and he was super nice. I'm like, okay, fine. So I took the meeting and after it, I was like, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen. So I don't know how much you know about the metaverse mm -hmm. um, or your audience, but um, essentially it's, it's basically kind of like being in a video game. Like we've built this online erotic city and we're going to be putting creators in there and they can sell their content in that city. And there's all different like opportunities for social interaction. You know, you can have your own avatar. Um, you can speak to other people like other consumers of adult, you know, in mm -hmm. the space. Um, there's live event opportunities. We do these 3D volumetric holographic captures of the girls. Nice. So you can go in and you can like, you know, the girl can put on a show for you and you can literally like walk around her in 360. And it's, um, you have to see it. Yeah. It's like when you see it, it's it's really incredible and the graphics are insane. And you don't have to be in VR to explore it. It's totally explorable on your regular computer through a browser. You can, I've actually only seen it in VR once because I don't have any VR stuff at home. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very accessible to anybody. And it's just like this whole new world that um you know is emerging and i'm just like so incredibly excited about it because like the opportunities are just endless so. that's exciting i've definitely you know had many meetings myself where i'm working on my own type of not a metaverse but nft space type right. of you know thing which is correlates with the metaverse and things right. like that and it's it's fascinating to me because it seems so unrealistic, mm -hmm. but that's the way the revolution of the world is going and the direction mm -hmm. of like how the endless possibilities that it's really can be ca what you are capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to kind of see that direction, especially in the adult industry, because a lot of people haven't really tapped into that or know mm -hmm. how to tap into it into a way where it's effective for the consumers. And that's actually going to make sense. Yeah. And the thing is, is that what I'm so lucky to, to be working with these people is that they've worked on the mainstream side of the industry in this space for like 15 years. So they have years. knowledge, they have background. So much knowledge. Like they have proprietary technology that nobody else has. Um, I can't like name drop, but if I could name drop yeah. the people that they work with, it would like blow your mind. Mm -hmm. We're talking like the top tier of celebrities. Like they absolutely know what they're doing. I mean, they are no joke. And um, it's just like a really exciting space. And I'm just feel so fortunate that they came to me and I've been like their liaison to the adult industry and so um that's yeah. awesome so I'm congratulations like founding partners do you know when that's gonna like come out like when are you launching We're things hoping or? hoping in like about three months like the end okay. of the summer it's been actually a lot more complicated than we thought it would be because it's such a new space mm -hmm. just setting up like the corporation and like kind of making sure that we're you know legally following like sec guidelines mm. in the crypto space and is just weird because it's new and like the, the the security exchange commission doesn't even know exactly how they haven't set like clear guidelines up so For it's sure. just like one of those weird places where you're like like when you're the pioneer of something, it's right. like it's almost trial and error because that's kind of thing is like, and even with the whole space itself, I feel mm -hmm. like it's so, it's becoming oversaturated mm -hmm. to a point where the regulation systems are going to have to be stepped in place to wipe yeah. out the things that aren't really 
in supposed to be in those spaces. Well, and you can see like, especially if you're look, you know, if you're following like news in the NFT space, you can see all of these people pulling scams and what they call rug pulls for sure with so many different NFTs and it's like quick cash grabs just because exactly. it's like, Oh, it's a new space. We don't know what it is. Like, here you go. Like, and that's kind of why too, with like you, like saying like, why you didn't show if you take this meeting? Cause there is a lot of those things that mm -hmm. you don't know. Like, how do you know what's foolproof? What, I mean, everything's really kind of a gamble anyways in the something new, but it's mm -hmm. like, how do you know who's legit? And yeah. who's not? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because, you know, I started working for my parents at the beginning of the actual internet, right? Back in, um, like, I think we dial launched. Dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had dial-up. I mean, that's why we did so yeah. well. My mom did so well at the beginning because it was just photos, you know? And you would have to wait forever for one picture to download. It's like the circling little thing that's like, hey. No, it would be so like <laughs> line by line of data would like slowly come into play. It was crazy. So that was like 1998. Um, so it's interesting to now like be on the cusp of like, you know, Something, like, the next phase of like, for yeah. sure. What does your mom think about that whole space? Oh, she doesn't understand who... it at all. <laughs> She's so confused. She's like, what's an NFT? And like, I've explained it to her so many times and she just like, she just tunes out. She's like, I don't get it. I'm I also like, said fine. like some of my first meetings, I was like, I'm glad I smoke weed because honestly, like, if I would have not, and the weed, like, it's so, it's so crazy. Cause it's, it's something that's not unreachable, but it's like who thought of this? Like yeah. it's, it's fascinating. Cause it's just so many different like caveats of things that you can really do, which is mm -hmm. fascinating. And I think that it's also really the first time of like the space that it's meant for is like the art space. Mm -hmm. And you know, in the adult entertainment yeah. business where it's an art, you know, it's, it's a creative type of situation. So I think it's cool to see the capability that we didn't know that we could really do. Um, and the adult industry has always been at the cusp of pioneering new technology, you know, because it's something that's so, in demand and so you know it's kind of like sex sells. no yeah no surprise to me that you know that will be hopefully you know the ones like kind of pioneering like you know the beginnings of the metaverse and everything like that for sure so you have this new pioneering type thing going on you have you're working for twisties and i'm sure several other companies actually only twisties and browsers now okay. i dropped everybody else because um i had a baby I saw that. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I just, you know, I, my priorities changed. That's okay. I mean, I we all, all you, as we get older, things change in our mm -hmm. lives. And like what worked for us five years ago from the start of when you yep. is very different now. And that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to evolve into the beautiful woman that you are. I also see that you started your own OnlyFans. <laughs> yes. How did that come about? Was it only from a pandemic situation? Were you bored? Were you like, I'm a mom now and I'm sexy? Like, you know, what is it? I'll be honest. It would. It started off as an accident, which how did I, you accidentally start an OnlyFans, Miss Holly Randall? <laughs> well, let me tell you. And I know that like there's a lot of people that don't believe me. There was actually like a Reddit, like uh, a Reddit thread or something that made it to like the the front. I think the front page of Reddit or something. I don't know. Front page. Of, anyways, where basically people were like, we don't believe you. So what happened was when I was 29, I had photos taken of me by this photographer named Mark Don. And I remember like, I'd never really had like sexy pictures taken of me. I was about to turn 30. That was, was so like old a, to me at like the time. Like a, a boudoir type of photo shoot? Yeah. Or was it meant to just, cause you were like, I'm just being like a free woman and he wanted to like do it because you've done it to other people. So was it just kind of like that? Yeah, it was feel? something like that. Like I wanted sexy pictures of myself before yeah. I turned 30. Okay. Like I, you know, um, have been sober, I think for like a year and a half. I don't know. It was like this milestone that I wanted to celebrate. I'm like, I'm going to do some sexy pictures. And it was always only supposed to be implied nude. I never intended on shooting any nudity. 
And then like, as the day went on, I became kind of more comfortable. And the photographer asked me, he's like, do you want to shoot nudes? And then you'll have them. Like, and I own the photos. I paid for everything. So he wasn't like trying to get naked pictures of me that he could do something with. But he probably felt your comfortability level as you were with the pictures and stuff as well. Yeah. And he was like, do you want to shoot some nudes? And I was like, okay, sure. Why not? So we did, um, which, you know, I didn't release and I didn't plan on releasing. I was like, I'll just have these and I'll keep them. And so, you know, like a decade passes and I ended up, so I I posted all the non-nude stuff on my website and then I ended up switching, um, I ended up revamping my website, going to like a new company that was managing it. So I had to transfer all my content over, right? And so my assistant was um, putting up a bunch of my old sets and she had that set. And I told her specifically, and I was like, okay, there's some nude photos in there. Make sure you don't post those. Yeah. Right? Make sure you, like, delete you post those the other ones, out of the gallery. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, fine. And um, so she went ahead and did it. And then uh, it, you know, went live on my site, like, at midnight scheduled. And then I just remember waking up the next morning and looking on Twitter, and my boobs were all over Twitter. And I was like, what the fuck? And everyone's like, Holly finally, like, shoots nude. And I'm like, how the fuck did they get these pictures? You wake pictures? up and have like 63 missed calls, 20 messages. Yeah, and I was <laughs> like, oh my God, what's going on? What's going on? And so I go and I look. And so this is what, so what actually, and I called her and I was like, you posted those photos. She's like, I swear to God, I deleted them from the gallery. Like, I swear to you, I did. So what happened was, and I didn't tell her this, so it's actually kind of my fault. She uploaded the set and what the CMS, the content management system did automatically was creates a gallery, but also creates zip files that you can just download. These are two separate actions that it does. Okay. So when the gallery was created, she deleted the photos out of the gallery, but she didn't think about the zip files. Mm. So that's where they were. And so people download the zip files and they saw them. So that's what happened. Free the nipple. I know, right? <laughs> and so But it I, wasn't, I mean, I feel like it still wasn't, you know, crazy. It was tasteful. I mean, totally. I'm obviously biased because I'm, a, you know, as in the adult yeah. entertainment business and I also know you, but it's just like, I feel like it's a liberating thing. Like we were born naked. We were, yeah. you know what I mean? Everybody's, you know, limit, like what their feel on that is, either mm-hmm. on, you know, thing. Yeah. but I feel like yeah, maybe things happen for a reason. Yeah, I totally agree. And so I remember I, I called my now husband. He was my boyfriend at the time and he was at hockey. And because like I, I clearly my parents weren't going to care. Um, you know, I was just a little shocked, but so it wasn't was like, like um, really, is there something you need to talk to me about? Holly? She, she, you know what she said? She literally goes, she goes, oh, it's about time, darling. I'm sure you have marvelous tits. <laughs> you know, like you my, created them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, she shot herself for Hustler and Playboy. Like she didn't care. My parents didn't care, obviously. So I called my my boyfriend and I told him what happened. And he was like, babe, he's like, who cares? He's like, you've got a great body. He's like, I don't care. I'm like, okay. Nice. You so don't care. The yeah. Then like, I don't really care. And then I was like, you know what? I of all people know that when something goes on the internet, it's there forever. Like I can't like take it back. So fuck it. I'm just going to promote it and make money off of it. Yeah. And of course, my site did better that weekend than it's ever done. And then I was like, Hmm. Shocker. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And then like, it still took me like a year or two. And then, yeah. Um, so do I, you actively shoot for it or is it just mm-hmm. you? What no, kind I of, do. Okay. I now actively shoot for it. And it's all just softcore. Like, you know, guys are like very upset when they join and like, I don't do anything like more explicit than like full frontal. Yeah. Um, you know, I get lots of DMS going, show us your asshole, (laughs) specifically my asshole. Like that's the one thing that they want to see above and beyond anything else. And I'm like, not my vagina, just my asshole. Okay. 
but um that's a no for now who knows but uh yeah so I just I actively shoot for it and it's actually honestly been really great it's really helped me with the way that my body's changed since Mm -hmm. I had my kid you know um as in as making it feel like more secure and confident yeah like okay no it's it's given me an appreciation and a confidence that I didn't have before you know I was always I think I was always judging myself by the you know, the beautiful women that I shot. Yeah. Um, and I think also as, as women, especially in the entertainment industry, we're all subject to like this sense of needing to feel like we have to look a certain way and be perfect. And I also think like too, you know, with the, you know, social media and all these other places, yeah. people have so much think they have right to comment about mm-hmm. something or whatever. And sometimes we look at them, sometimes we don't, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's sometimes when you see that one, it's like, you can't yeah. not unsee it. Yeah. Um, so I feel like sometimes we get, we're like subject to the pressure of what just society thinks we're supposed to be. Like right. for me is like, you know, being in, you know, the industry, I was always a curvy girl and then mm-hmm. in when the beginning that wasn't really a normal thing. It was like 90 pounds, big fake tits and like mm-hmm. no ass, you know? So yeah. for me, it was like, I was like, Oh, always judged of like, you're fat, you're this. But I'm like, but I didn't feel that way. Like and being mm-hmm. naked made me feel the most beautiful because mm-hmm. I was comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. So when I really got to embrace that is where I felt like the success kind of came because I didn't care about if my hair looked good or if my whatever kind of thing. And that's why I feel like it's cool with your situation is why I assumed more about because when you had you had a kid and it's like maybe like a coming into your own of like the womanhood and you've been around in the adult industry for so long that it's like obviously like you said your parents don't care you don't have a problem with sex and being like mm-hmm. the, being naked but it's like it's cool to see the progression of like your story and not mm-hmm. just the female story from the person that you're shooting behind you know what I mean shooting in yeah. the camera yeah and I also like the, I think one of the things that I did think to myself when the pictures came out I'm like so if I try to backtrack and I act like I'm so ashamed that my nudes have come out on the internet, then like, what does that say about me and how I feel about the people that I work mm. with? You mm. know, like it feels Powerful, really yeah. kind of hypocritical to be like, oh my God, I'm so ashamed of my nudes, yet I shoot other people naked. Does that mean that I feel like they should be ashamed? Yeah. Like they're not ashamed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why why am I so concerned about was this? Was the transition hard to, like, like you said, you obviously didn't want to go backtrack, but was it hard to kind of accept that role of like, okay, now I have an OnlyFans, I'm shooting actively, I'm, you know, it's a new, basically an endeavor. It felt, it felt a little bit weird for somebody who, you know, had worked behind the camera for such a long time. Like you weren't supposed to be doing it? Yeah, 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 it felt, it did feel kind of weird. Um, And, you know, ultimately I still very much love being behind the camera. That's where I feel the most comfortable. That's where I feel like my place is. And Mm. so I won't lie. And this is like a ter- almost a terrible thing to say, but I'm like, I'm a little frustrated with how much better the naked content of me does than the naked content of other people that I shoot. Like mm. how well my OnlyFans <laughs> does versus like my website where I like shoot my photography your, work. Your stuff. But I think that that goes to talk about like the individual basis of who your fan base is. Like yeah. how you said earlier, like we we're talking about, you're sometimes surprised that there's 200 people in your room is yeah. sometimes I think that you don't like we as females and just performers are like that we don't give ourselves enough credit mm-hmm. where you've done a lot of great things then you know how to position yourself because you've told so many people yeah. like, you know, what, what looks good where it's like you deserve that. You know what I mean? You've you've lived in your own beauty and now you're doing new things I think it's great thank you yeah and it's been really great too because like I said it gave me a new appreciation for my body like I really like you know I'm still like a good like 
five to 10 pounds over my pre-baby weight, but like I feel more comfortable with my body now than I did before I had my baby. And like so much of it has to do with, you know, just like the appreciation that my fans have had. And so the feedback. Yeah. I mean, people are like, you know, it just makes me realize like a lot of times men, men just love like naked, confident women. And like these, all these little things that we pick ourselves apart mm-hmm. for is not really important to most people. And then of course the other side of it, you know, I mean, look, I'm not like making a fortune on it, but you know, I'm making like a decent enough income that I was able to turn down other, the other jobs mm-hmm. that I mentioned earlier that I didn't really want to do. So that I have like more time to like spend with my family and do the things that I want to do. So that like little bit of financial freedom that it's given me has been also like really powerful. Nice. Which personal, ac- uh, personal accomplishment are you most proud of? Um, I would say probably having a kid. <laughs> awesome. Talk us about that. Has, does it change like your outlook on sexuality and what you're doing because of you having a kid now or is it better? I mean, it's just, it's changed my priorities. You know, I, it was very difficult for me, um, right after I first had Violet because I was in this weird place of, I was like, am I a career woman or am I a mom? Mm. Like, how do I do both? What's more important to me? Because before I had a kid, I never imagined that there could be anything in the world that'd be more important to me than my career. That to me was everything. And, you know, my identity was wrapped up in it. And when I had, you know, this little girl, I was like, oh my God, there's something that I love more than my career. Myself, I know, right? (laughs) Than my career, like, what is this? And then I felt very confused because there were all these things I still wanted to achieve, but then I had like this person that I, you know, had like such an attachment to and, and wanted to spend time with. And it's really, yeah, it's just changed my perspective. Like I don't have dreams of like these achieving these crazy things the way that I used to. Like I see, I used to see people on social media, like winning awards, like traveling, going to these places, doing these big projects. And I used to feel like so much FOMO, you know, like Mm. I want to do that. I want to win those awards. I want to do all of that. And now I look at it and I'm just like, I don't, need that I don't need that you know like that's not what's important to me anymore like what's important to me is is my family and I still love my job and I feel so grateful that I have a job that has allowed me the flexibility to be a mom and be a career woman and I still you know love what I do but it's not like it's not everything to me anymore I think a lot of times sometimes when we step back in those situations we almost will achieve both anyways like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you have so much you know stuff that you're still currently doing that you can still win those awards you can still do this stuff. it's just not as a main priority mm-hmm. as it maybe once was yeah because I feel like it's like that balancing of like you said of like you can why choose you could be both you know a working mom and a great mom you know what I yeah. mean and showing like what you can do and what you do as a, a female you know an individual and like showing like that growth I feel like is sometimes things just kind of happen and fall into place where we're sometimes like before we're like man I need to have this award mm-hmm. or I need to do this and it's like Sometimes it comes in the right time. Timing, you know, it's divine timing. Yes, I agree with that. Do you talk about social media? Do you have a social media weakness? Is there one that you just can't live without that maybe fall into more than others? Um, Well, right now, (laughs) I'm like obsessed with my TikTok. It's very obnoxious. And I... I definitely stayed away from TikTok for a long time because I was convinced that it was just for younger people. I'm in the same boat. I still don't have a TikTok. I'm still like, I'm not dancing. That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. Like, I'm not doing those stupid fucking dances. Like, that's not me. So there's no dancing on your TikTok? There's no dancing on my TikTok, (laughs) at least not of me. 
Um, actually, it was Abigail Mack who I talked because she's really big on TikTok. And she was like, look, she's like, you know, you can find your side of TikTok. So if you look at the stuff that like, you know, the things that I follow that I see, it's like food recipes, like how to stop your toddler from having a tantrum, <laughs> um, like cute dog stuff, um, interior design. Mm. So there, there really is something for everyone. But what I do post on my TikTok are little clips from my podcast. Oh, nice. So that's, so that's been super helpful just because the, the way that the algorithm works, um, it really like pushes your content out so to like other reels. people. Or no, it's not yeah, TikTok, like reels. but like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. like reels. But um, so so the discoverability on TikTok is amazing. Okay. And I just had my first video hit over a million views, Ooh, which I was congratulations. very thank you, That's very exciting. excited about. What um, was it? Uh, it was just a reel of the podcast. Uh, yeah, it was Alina Lopez talking about how um, she really enjoyed masturbating on camera, and like that's kind of why she got into it. Okay. But so with that being said, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. it's like so because I know the censorship with adult performers and stuff like that. Are you allowed to talk about those things, or like how does that not get flagged? So I was just gonna say that. So this is co coinciding with a big like warning that I have from TikTok on my account right now, saying like <laughs> we're about to. Do delete you for the shit that you post warning <laughs> holly randall maybe yeah i mean seriously delete. when you log into my tiktok i can show you afterwards there's a big thing that says account warning but that's what a lot of girls yeah uh, like that i've seen uh they're so friends with as well like when they talk about it they all get excited and they all love it and then they're like deleted the next day and i'm yeah. just like i don't know if i have it in the, my heart to like be all excited and then just be let down because it's like it's just crazy how much censorship that they tried to like put on us when we're like half the people doing other things that who aren't adult entertainers or attached to adult industry are doing way worse than we oh, are. Oh, it's crazy. And I'm crazy. like, but how is this? It doesn't really make sense. So I do, I have like a marketing team that I work with and we do, we do censor a lot of words like porn and sex and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and we even censor it in the captions. And so, and, and now we're adjusting because a lot of my videos got flagged towards like trying bad to find girl, clips Holly, that are maybe being a bad girl over there. <laughs> you're in timeout with TikTok. Don't talk about sex. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's definitely a challenge for sure. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm saying this, but by the time this episode comes out, it might be deleted. So who knows? We'll find the next one. Cause I mean, it seems like you're into it. You definitely lit up and smiled like crazy when you talked about it. And I feel like that's cool about like the niche part is like, there mm -hmm. is something for some or everybody. Mm -hmm. If you just take the time to like figure it out. But for us, I feel like it's important for the marketing part of it is like what the, the things that we're doing to get those a million follower, I mean, a million views on a video is crazy. Like, you know, that's really cool to see that and then transmute to going to your podcast and listening to what else they're saying. Yeah. What, what guest is next? Yeah. It's, it's, and it, it feels, you know, I like conquering like little con, I feel like I, Conquest. I didn't conquer TikTok, but you know, like those little, um, milestones that you hit. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? Exciting. So it's, it goes, you see next time it'll be a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your first celebrity crush? Do you remember? Did you have a poster on your wall? Were you? Yeah, you dude. Dirty, I, subscribe, I subscribe to Tiger Beat. Okay, Ooh, that's how old I am. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm right there with you. I didn't subscribe, but my, my sisters definitely did. Yeah, I think. <laughs> so I got I feel, to see it. I'm trying to think, like, who was my first celebrity crush? I mean, I'm pretty sure I had, like, posters of, like, Corey Feldman and Corey Haim on my wall. Okay. okay. But I don't remember specifically loving them maybe i don't know i mean lost boys was like my favorite movie mm. when i was younger so um 
God, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to think about that. We'll have to think about that one. Yeah. All right. Um, biggest pet peeve. <laughs> You're Did all I, where? To I got so <laughs> many. <laughs> if your husband's watching right now, we need to listen, pay attention. Uh, to- <laughs> um, I, I mean, like, if you want me to be specific to my husband, I could, <laughs> you know, I could go on. I mean, I love him. All right, let's say life all- general pet peeve. Oh, my God. Um, okay, let's see. Let's wade through all of them. I guess, like, people who, people who aren't, um, like, respectful of other people's time. Mm. Um, you know, people who are like, I don't know, like constantly late all the time Mm -hmm. and like, don't care, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I get like, I used to be like a chronically late person. When I say chronically late, I mean like 15 minutes. I feel like that's like California, like like acceptable, 15, 20. But there's a couple of people, um, who are chronically, there's one performer specifically who I actually adore. Like, I really like her as a person, but she is chronically like two hours late. Misty to- Stone. <laughs> no. Yes. It's no. okay, Misty. We're going to have you on the podcast and talk about, it. I'm sure it'll be two hours I late. I want to have you on the podcast, but I'm scared she's not going to show up. Until- I've had so many people two like hours that later. too. Where it's like, you can't really, it's like, do we lie about the time or do we like, you know. She's do- told me in the past, to be fair, to lie to her about the time. I, I, she's told me that as well. Cause I had, a, had, I worked with her for a Hustler movie at one time or whatever. And I'm like, girl, like. I love you, but get your ass here. I'll smoke with you. Just come here. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do all the other things. No, but she's definitely the one person I would say when you say two hours, like normally it would be like, you know, an hour or whatever, but the two hour, I'm like, oh yeah, that's her. And then yeah. she'd be like, no baby, but I, I'm going to be there. Don't worry. I had the best spirit when she gets there. She's you know, an, great. She's <laughs> lovely. Like, I just want to like reiterate, I love Misty. Like I really yeah. do. Like she's wonderful attitude. She's so fun to be around. But it's but, just, it's, I but mean, it's, a, it's a struggle. Like it's one thing if we're, shooting like a couple of people and she's not the first person that I need I can like schedule her third and I can give her like a window and that mm-hmm. that's fine but yeah like it's you don't a... have to like manage it for, based on the fact that that you know that that's already gonna happen uh-huh. as directors and stuff like that it's like you're paying for a location you're paying for all these other things and like time is money yeah unfortunately you know what I mean yeah. so it's like sometimes you can be nice as you want but it's like bitch come here on time <laughs> <laughs> but I mean but like yeah I don't know like people who also just just um, like keep you waiting or don't like can, I don't know I don't I feel like now I feel like that's not now I feel like that's not a good answer I should give you a different pet peeve you can give me another one. <laughs> oh my god um you know I ugh, god there's so many mine is lying I hate when people lie yeah. for no reason when it's like not even relevant to any situation like yeah why yeah if you can lie about nothing you can lie about something really big and then I really trust you yeah yeah you have those people that like make up crazy stories and you know that you know it's lies. there's too many of them you're like this never happened to you I used to think that about my husband every story he said I was like there's no way that any of this and then some of them did get confirmed and then I was like okay maybe you're a little fucking crazy too I have a friend like that too (laughs) like like, a couple of them were like because then I'm like hmm but then other ones I'm like that didn't that didn't happen to you yeah that or, thing. yeah, I've had that too where it's like somebody else's account of something, but they're like claiming that it's their story. And I'm like, no, that's not ever really. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. So do you, have you ever had any crazy fan interactions? You have like maybe before OnlyFans, after, or have you been in settings where it's like you've had a crazy fan that wouldn't just, you, you know? know? so I don't, I, first of all, like people never recognize me. 
like on the really? street. No, never get approached. The conventions, obviously. I mean, I guess I, I'm biased because I work for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like I would know, but I guess because you're behind the scenes. So people, I've literally been. Um, actually, that's not true. I had so I had a, somebody approach me once at the Santa Monica Pier. Um, and then I did have somebody email me who said that they saw me at a restaurant with my husband and my daughter and they didn't want to approach me because mm. I was with my family and whatever. That's fair. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. But I was also like, I wish you'd come up to me because it would have given me like so much clout and my husband <laughs> would have been really impressed. <laughs> so next time fans, make next sure time. you go and say hi. Come when up. your husband's around, he will not care. He'll take the picture oh for you. Oh my God. <laughs> Ask my autograph because yeah, people will be like, she's so cool. That never happens to me. But I did have this one this is a while ago when we had our old studio, my mom's studio, there was this guy who, you know, and this was like back before I kind of understood about like setting boundaries with mm. fans because I didn't really have any. So, you know, if anybody would write to me, it was like exciting to me. I'm like, Oh my God, someone likes me. Let's be pen pals. <laughs> yeah. So this one guy, like, and I'd respond to him and blah, blah, blah. And then he, you know, started getting weird and was like, Oh, I would love to come out to LA and like, you know, stay at your place and like come hmm. to your shoots. And I was like, no, that's not like, happening. When did I ever think this would be okay? <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, I'm so, I'm so sorry, but like, no. We and don't then, offer that option in my studio. And then he told me that he was dying of cancer oh, and that his last wish would be to meet me <laughs> and to come to one of my sets. And I was like, no. And he was like, you would deny a man his dying wish. I'm like, dude, you're not dying of cancer. You're so full of shit. So anyways, I stopped responding to him. He, and he wasn't, he was from out of state. He apparently, so I came into the studio on Monday and there was like a bunch of messages on my answering machine. This was back in the day when we had landlines and answering machines. And he left all of these messages. He had flown out here, found this, like looked up the studio, like found the studio address and the number. And literally was like, hey, I'm here outside of your studio oh. waiting for you. Oh, no. But luckily, because he came out on the weekend, we weren't shooting. And so nobody was there. So it's we like never some... saw him. But yeah, he had ca- and he like camped out, I guess, in front of the studio like oh. all weekend and kept calling. But nobody was there. And so I never saw him. So well, good thing you didn't see him because who knows what would have happened. <laughs> yeah. Been having yeah. And yeah, I know. Right. And that was like that. That was like when I was like, whoa, whoa. I do this have fans. could be dangerous. I do have fans, I do yeah. have fans but and they're also, batshit crazy. But also, too, in the sense of, like, again, boundaries. For me, yeah. that's been really big um, in my life the last year, realizing that I don't have boundaries. Not that I don't have boundaries, that I wasn't good at, it, like, um, with, like, holding my boundaries. Yeah. And sometimes it's, like, because you don't know when you've never been in those situations, you're like, well, what? It's just, you know, one time or this or whatever. But I had to really, like, set boundaries to where like you got to protect yourself you know Mm because you just never know what's gonna be because you are also a mom now you're a wife you know all these things where it's like you're not holly randall 24 7 yeah i mean you are but you know what i mean (laughs) i think that's something that we all struggle with setting boundaries and that's something that you know i've only come to be able to address as I've gotten older and it's hard, you know, like I still, I don't like saying no. It's hard for me to establish boundaries with people that I like, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, like I mentioned before, I'm not really shooting that much anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll still have people hit me up and want to hire me for shoots. And I'm like, uh-uh. and I feel like sometimes they almost get offended. Like with me, I feel yeah. like when I stopped shooting anything. They're like, but how come I'm like, I'm just not doing that. Like, it's yeah. not that I'm offend. Like I'm not trying yeah. to offend you, but it's yeah. like, you're trying to act like, we're like, but we know each other. I'm like, okay, but it's just, 
a different chapter of my life now. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And things evolve. Like, I'm just doing different things. Like, you just don't have the time anymore to do, yeah. open yourself up to a thousand jobs. Yeah. I, I already have enough. I'm and about to fire myself soon. I know, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And, and it's the hardest when it's people that I, like, I really adore. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I really love you. I love to work for you. But I don't want to do this shoot for you. But do you want to come on my podcast? <laughs> I love how that the transition. But if you have time for me, like, I know it's a, it's it. a very awkward position yeah. to be put in because I'm like I'm gonna say no to you, but then I'm gonna ask you but if you want to do something for me. In the respect way, like it's like you still are, but that's what you're doing now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're more doing that. So it's like if you are, if you do respect me as a human that you wanted me to work for you, you would give me what I want in a sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's you like, can also like totally say no to me, and like I won't take it personally. True, for sure. But it's like giving that open thing. I feel like when people, you know. It's um, for me. I'd rather celebrate what people are doing that I enjoy, that I like, that I can help be a part of it as does what you can. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For me, especially like maybe not right this second, but I'm like I will do something. You know, because I feel like it's good to have support with the, your peers and like yeah. you know what I mean. And we've been, I've known you for I mean at least ten years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's cool to see the evolution, evolution and growth of like what we're all doing currently and not mm-hmm. what we did ten years ago. Mm-hmm. What would be the best advice you've ever gotten? I know Sue's had to give you some good advice. (laughs) My mom's like first piece of advice, actually, if you want to know what it was, was that if a guy is um, like bothering you to a point where like it's dangerous, you just kick him in the nuts and run as fast as you can. Nice. Like she literally told me this when I was like eight. When you're eight? I mean, those are, my dad told me the same thing, really. I mean, he's like, that's that's where you go first. That's what's going to happen. She's like, just kick them in the nuts and run. She's like, don't stick around because you don't want to wait for them to get up. And I was like, okay, mom, thanks. Thanks for the advice. (laughs) Did you ever, um, with the whole Playboy uh, documentary that came out and your your mom was on there, Mm -hmm. is that from advice that she got from the Playboy Mansion? Did she kick anybody in the balls and run away? Uh, (laughs) Actually, yeah. I think... um, I think she did that to Jim Brown once. Mm. I mean, they had a thing, the two of them. But I think, I don't know, from what I understand, one evening, I don't know, things got a little crazy, and I think she kicked him in the nuts. And, he wouldn't leave her alone, so she took her like that, advice. Yeah. <laughs> I could be misremembering, but apparently when Cosby took her hand and shoved it down his pants, she actually slept with him. But, you mm. know. There's that. There's How did you feel about that documentary? Did you know some of those things because your mom had kind of been in that world or did you be kept out of it completely? I actually, first of all, I didn't watch it. Okay. And then second of all, um, so my mom had like, did not have that experience so mm-hmm. much. Her experience with Hef was that he was actually really kind to her. Yeah. He was the whole reason that she even got a green card. I mean, mm-hmm. like we wouldn't, I wouldn't be living in America if it wasn't for Hugh Hefner, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, I mean, obviously not saying that none of those things happen because sure. everybody has a different experience. But again, but, like you said, other pre, you know, people, it doesn't necessarily yeah. was him doing something, but there was other people doing other things besides him as well. You know, so it was a mixture of stuff. Yeah. I mean, and a I'd, time too, where people really didn't know how to deflect or know what to say or boundaries. who would, exactly, you know, and who is not going to let you, cause most of these women are trying to get jobs or mm-hmm. land, you know, the cover, which, you know, sounds crazy and afterthought, you know, but it's, I mean, people do what they want to do to get ahead in jobs. And I think like back then, it, you know, now I think we, we recognize that like, these are not okay things to do. It's and like, like you shouldn't flat, have yeah. to sleep with people to get what you want. But I think, you know, back then we weren't, well, no one talked about it. I think there was not yeah. a safe space where everyone thought like, oh, it was just me. And then when more people mm-hmm. started coming out and, ha- and their accounts were very similar, I feel like it became yeah. a safe space to speak up. And so it wouldn't happen to, you know, continuous 
people, I feel like. And that's kind of like now, like even within our industry, I feel like, you know, yeah. a lot of things that, you know, where it took place a long time ago or even five years ago is very different now that people can't get away with which it should have always been that way. But again, until you speak about it and set those boundaries and the tone of what people set should be and what should be allowed. And I mean, you would think it's common sense, right or mm -hmm. wrong, but some people don't have that. You know, so it's, it's funny that you say that because it kind of circles back to your original question about like what the best piece of advice I got was. And I think it was just like stick to what you think is right. And, you know, I remember in time when there was a lot of pressure to shoot, you know, like push girls to do like their first boy girl or their first anal you know that was kind of i remember there was this time when you know we were kind of being told like well in order for you know susanette to continue to you know compete like we need to start shooting like these firsts and we need to like convince and push these girls to do things that they don't really want to do so that we can get there first and we can make all this money and i just remember feeling so fucking uncomfortable with that and i was yeah. like i don't want to push girls into like doing something they're uncomfortable with like i just i don't wanna you yeah. know and and we didn't end up doing that um and and i feel like that i don't know just that attitude i'm glad that i that i kept that um for the most part because you know now especially with the way that only fans has really like empowered creators and performers you know like performers are you know, a lot more apt to speak out now when mm -hmm. they're being um, wronged and, you know, they're not going to put up with bullshit anymore. Facts. And so, and, and the brands see that, you know, and, and it's been reflected in like the, you know, like the new set culture where we're very receptive to what performers want to do, what they're okay with, what they feel comfortable with, um, really like making sure that everybody is consenting to everything and that there's no like weird feelings about what they're doing and I don't know I just wish it was like a I wish it had always been like that agreed I feel like I myself I had a very like me personally I feel like the 90% of my set times were like that and I don't know if it's because of who I was my who my agent was or whatever the case may be I've always felt like I was really fortunate to be in good positions like I never had a bad time on set mm -hmm. or if I did it wasn't because it was something that I didn't want to do it was like either I just didn't like the person or something happened mm -hmm. or whatever, but it wasn't ever my boundary levels. So, but I also have been with friends that have been the opposite. And so I know from both sides how easily it could happen with, you know, anything, a blink of an eye or just a bad day or whatever. So I, I'm fortunate that that hadn't happened to me, but because of that and the experience I've had, I agree. Like, I feel like it should have always be that way. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't have been like, well, you pick and choose who gets a good day on set and who doesn't. Like everyone across the board should be treated equally because we're all here to fucking have sex and have fun and we're consenting to it. But if you put me in an awkward situation, I may not perform as well as I, I need to or want to yeah. because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Or you may not feel like empowered to say no. Um, but also too, like from what, I mean, I remember being with you on set, I just feel like you also carry yourself in a way that like you're confident and like you're kind of a take no shit kind of women. Facts, so I feel yeah. like you're not, you know, cause predators, they look for like, weak prey you mm -hmm. know they look for vulnerable women they look for girls that they think they can take advantage of and i feel like you don't give that vibe off so like people don't fuck sure. with you i'm definitely an alpha i'm a gemini and i'm puerto rican i got a lot of spice to me yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it mm, okay what one more question before we play truth with texas best pickup line ever used on you 
<laughs> Fuck, dude. You know, no one's picked up on me in like the longest time. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, literally nobody's ever if you walk downtown i mean you may find someone will hit on you really quick there was a homeless guy that did say something um <laughs> to me like- <laughs> on my way here and i was kind of like hmm, you know what i'm 43 i'll take it thank you when i when i moved down here was what the big reason was i was going through a divorce i was like every day i went downstairs i got you want to get married you want to have this it was the best compliments ever it gave you a <laughs> boost of confidence I'm like yes let's go walk again one more time around the block <laughs> um God, I don't know. Like I said, like literally, like no one. What did your husband? How did your husband get your attention? Did he? He was on Tinder. Oh, you swiped. Was it right or left? I don't know. I can't Tinder because no one would believe it's me. Um, <laughs> I know. And, or if they knew, believed it was you, they'd kick you off the platform because dating apps the are like that. Thing I think it's swipe. I think it's swipe right. Yeah. You're like, it's been a long time since I. It swiped. has Maybe, been which, a long you're time. You're like trying to look. <laughs> I know. It. Ha- I haven't swiped right since I met him. Um, yeah, no, it was on Tinder. So what was it about his profile that you were like, you, or were you just, it was it just a sexual thing? Were you attracted to him or were you attracted to his profile? Um, I was attracted to his profile, but it was funny though. There were some things on there that I was like, mm, I don't know about this guy. I remember there was this, he used to do Ironmans okay. and there was this one picture of him in like, <laughs> in like the, like the cap, the swimming cap and like the full, like, like body thing. And I was like, mm, this guy looks kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> This guy seems kind of out there. It's kind of out there. I'm like, I don't know about that swim cap picture. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think, you know, he was, look, I mean, I would like swipe right on a lot of people just to, to meet people. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, you know, he had his own career. Um, he was charming. He was charming. He was smart. He was educated. Um, he lived near me, <laughs> which in plus. LA is very important. That is a plus. <laughs> so yeah. And then, um, and then we met. Have you ever used a pickup line on somebody then? You know, sometimes women, we can be, you know, very strong women as well. Sometimes throw one out there. Oh, no, I've definitely, if I like a guy, I go after him okay. for sure. Like, I'm not scared to do it. Um, Is that a girl? The la- I think the last time I did it was I hit on, like, a sound guy that came to, like, our set. And he was, like, not interested <laughs> at all. And I was like, hmm. Okay, I'm well, sad. I was just joking, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> just, it, was, it was pretty humbling. I, and he was just like, yeah, not interested. And I was like, what? Those boundaries, you know? I know, you, <laughs> you know? know? They, can work, they work both ways. That's yeah, the problem. They <laughs> you, have, you realize that when you get older and you're like, oh, it's not just me that can set them. Other people can do it too. Yeah, you know, and it's it's like that, it's, it's like the thing where you have to recognize that, okay, just because this guy's not into you doesn't mean like you're not, like all of these amazing things, but you're not for everyone and you need to take that rejection with a, a humbling grain of salt and, you know. For sure. It's like always it. it's always like, for me, it's like, that's just, you're just not the one for them. You know what I mean? Right. For me, there's somebody else out there that's going to be like, you know, fuck yeah. You yeah. pick me up. I like the fact that you're that like outgoing and that you know what you like and you, yeah. that's why you got married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I know that I've like turned guys down really well where I'll say something along the lines of, you know, I'm just not the right person for you. And I just want to like leave space for the right person to come into your life. Okay. I like that. That's good because I also too feel a lot of people don't even go that length and will be just mm-hmm. be ghost you or whatever, yeah. which I am a, I used to do that myself. And mm-hmm. then like the more work I've done with myself, I'm like, well, I wouldn't like it if someone did it to me. So mm-hmm. they may not like my rejection, what I'm saying, but at least I owe it to myself to say, this is my boundary and you're just not it. You didn't do anything wrong, but I got to keep on moving on. I'm into yeah. this whole practice dating thing at the moment. So it's like I'm practice dating because 
I never really dated before. I mean, um, or not, I feel like I dated singularly Mm -hmm. and not knowing that I could just really date and not have to be like committed to something and just until it feels right for me. Yeah. It's gotta be hard for you. uh, Yeah. Dating, dating for me is definitely hard for a lot of, I think people in general, you know, I'm 30, I'm about to be 37 next week. And I think that, you know, women, the older we get too, we know what we want a little bit more than we did in our 20s, which can kind of be a gift and a curse at the same time. Um, I think dating in LA is treacherous, but you know, (laughs) that's why I always before did the out of town thing, but I'm Mm -hmm. over that too. It's like, I don't want to do all of that. I need somebody who's currently in somewhere even 20 minutes i'll take like i don't know dude I'm, well that's why like, tinder was so great because it like looks the mile at radius that are, the mile radius exactly it's yeah. important but i mean hey it worked for me uh you know still not gonna go on tinder but <laughs> i did join one dating app like two years ago never talked to anybody on there my girlfriend made me do it it was like you had to like pay this thing and get verified this whole thing oh is it um it was is that like special one like it's for not celebrities? Rhea, oh, but okay. it was called the league Okay. And no, I, this is not an ad. I don't know about <laughs> at all. Um, well, maybe you, it should be. But if you want be, to be a sponsor of my show, maybe we could talk. Um, but I always, I just either got too nervous because it's all about pictures and you're just scrolling, or whatever. And then I'm just like, eh. Like there was one person who, like, messaged me, and I never messaged him either because I was just like, I'd rather. I'm old fashioned. Like I'd rather meet someone organically, the like the yeah. natural way. And of course, because of the pandemic, it was a little t- difficult. But I also feel like the world's opening back up again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, Mr. Wright is somewhere around the corner. I manifested him. I just have to wait until he comes to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I would, like, look through Tinder at guys' pictures, I would actually purposely not message the guys that were, like, too good-looking or had, like, very professional-looking headshots because I It's always like, a lie. Like, I always feel like even, too, like, sometimes, like, I went on a date with someone the first date, and then the second date, and I was like, you realize you didn't say any of this, or you said the opposite of what you said the first date. He's like, well, I had to, like, let you, like, or want you to like me, or something like that. I was like, that's deceiving. I'm like, yeah. this is the same as, like, on people's profile. They say things that aren't really true, but, like, yeah. why? Then you're, like, your intentions of who you're trying to meet is not really authentic. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, so you wasted my time on the first date so I could get yeah. to know the real you on the second date, and now I'm not interested in you. Yeah, Because no. you're not. Next, you next practice date. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to play Truth with Texas. I feel like we warmed you up enough to where we can play Truth with Texas. You're okay. going to tell me a little bit more sexier, racier questions. It's four aces. Each suit is a different type of question. We've got romantic, kinky, spicy, and naughty. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Oh, you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ace of... Ace of um, spades. Spades. That's a naughty question, which is our favorite here at Private Talk. Let's see. Handcuffs or blindfolds? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, it used to be handcuffs, and now I think it's more blindfolds. Oh, okay. Switching uh, it up. Yeah, I've gotten sadly more vanilla in my old age. <laughs> I mean, you're still using handcuffs. I mean, or blindfolds now. I mean, still, <laughs> some people don't do that at all. This is true. Have you ever hooked up with a friend's sibling? (laughs) Fuck. Why do I, like, not have any answers for you? You Um, told me you had all the answers, Holly. I know, and I lied. (laughs) I I deceived you because I wanted you to like me. (laughs) (laughs) Have I ever hooked up with someone's sibling? I mean, probably, but clearly, like, I guess it's not all that that memorable. 
You know, it's just like I've hooked up with so many people. <laughs> All right, uh, Mile High Club. How are you a part of it? No. Are you kidding me? In those tiny ass fucking bathrooms? You can no, be in the seat. Thank I did. you. No, it's like no. I am not into public stuff okay. at all. Like, have you ever had any public sexual excursions? Um, when I was wasted, yes. My my ex fingered me on the beach once. Was there people on the beach? Or was it like a? S- no, there were a couple people, not too many. Okay, not very exciting. But people don't know what you're doing. I don't think so. You're we were under a blanket. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, it yeah. I like it. Hmm, lube or spit. Bit. Have you ever? It depends on what we're doing. Okay. If it's going in my butt, we're using lube. That's whenever the, oh, but the OnlyFans people want to see, we'll never see. We'll never then we're see. Using, then we're using lube. <laughs> but any other place, spit. Can I just send them a picture of your butthole and be like, there it is. Yeah, okay. we can do it. But then they're going to recognize it. They'll be like, that's Alexis. Texas. I mean, if they can only recognize my butthole, you're some really great fans because they're going to be like, wait, there's 25 spokes. I don't even know. I just made that up. But I don't know. How many there spokes are there in a butthole? I don't know, but you know what's funny is, I don't know if you knew, um, and he used to work diff- for Naughty America. His yeah. name was Brett. He yeah. was the only person, he was like, let me see your balloon knot. Like, he would call it a balloon knot, mm. or he was <laughs> like, with spokes of a thing. I'm like, I never thought of it like that. But I definitely think each individual person has it their own number of spokes so I mean, it's like of- <laughs> so every butthole is like a snowflake like no two are the same yeah i mean at least we I mean, we could go on a conquest and see if we can find them i feel, I feel like you i feel like th- this is like your i don't know this is like your book <laughs> or this is like your documentary every butthole is a snowflake by alexis Texas. my life's work this is where we got here right? <laughs> <laughs> i love it oh fuck that's hilarious <laughs> biggest turn off um dirty rooms Mm. dude like and also too may i say that i get sent a lot of dick pics especially because i do dick ratings on OnlyFans. and i am i'm that person if your room is messy like i'm not even looking at your dick i'm looking at your room and i'm going "Mm -mm, clean that up or when girls send me photos of themselves if they want to model and they Mm -hmm. send me nude photos of themselves if their room is trashed, I'm so grossed out. I have, it's funny that you say that. Like, so I would have this conversation, I feel like just recently, the other day, I was like, I always, like, I get dick pics all the time too. And the first thing I'm looking at is the surrounding areas. Because yes. I'm like, A, are you on the toilet? And they're like, people do that. I'm yes. like, yeah. I'm like, 70% of people, I'm like, I don't know why they think it's a great idea. And then the second, and then I'm looking at, like, is there sheets on your bed? What's, do you have, like, dishes? Like, think, whatever it is. I'm like, because mm. for me, if that's dirty, your dick's dirty. Somehow, yeah. like, you're not physically clean enough for my liking. Again, not that yeah. I'm going to fucking jump through the screen and fuck them, but yeah. that's the first word it goes to. I feel like I also haven't had a lot of personal people send me dick pics. So, I mean, if it was happened in my personal life, mm. I definitely, my pussy would dry up and it would not, it would be a no-go. I just yeah. didn't answer it. But, and I think that this is something that a lot of women say, you know, like, they, they do. And, like, this is what guys don't, this is what, like, guys don't see. And I think almost maybe in a way this is what made me, like, a good photographer was that, like, I wasn't looking at the naked girl. I was looking mm. at everything around her. Like, the scenery, the lighting, yeah. like, all that kind of stuff. It and all I think makes, I mean, yeah. That a lot of guys, and obviously not all men, um, but, yeah, sometimes they just, they, they, they hone in on that one thing and they don't notice everything else. And women, like, worry about detail. I love how, like, too, it's, like, either it's the two other photos is, like, the upshot, and I'm, like, why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. And, again, I could still 
still see her on the toilet. And then two, or you're on the bed with like their boxers down to their knees and there's their dick out. And I'm just like, you really just can't like, really? Like, yeah. And like frame it properly and also make sure that you pick a good angle. You don't want to like, you know, shoot straight on if it's shooting. So what would your be advice to private talk? Who is going to give a a dick pic? What is the right angle? (laughs) Well, okay. So if you want your penis to look like large, larger than life, you generally want to come, you know, come from below, like get close to the base of the penis so that like you really see the length. Cause also don't forget that most phones are a wide angle lens, right? So there's a little bit of distortion that's happening there. So it's actually <laughs> going to be um, misrepresenting your dick in a way, but in a positive way. So you probably want that. So, you know, I would say like, you know, I would do a couple different Upshot. angles. I do a, the one that you just said that you hated. <laughs> I would do that It's like one. this where they're like underneath, like that's when they do it. Cause it's like this way. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I mean, you want like, you want to see like the full length and then maybe like a straight on. Get a selfie cam. Over stick. the top is not necessarily great, but like from the side is good. And yeah, like clean your room and for fuck's sakes, shave your balls, please. <laughs> or just like trim them a little bit. I mean, you can use Manscaped and by the way, if you use code holly get 20 percent off oh did i say that um anyways but (laughs) but like no like like trim you don't have to be like shaved shaved but like the hairy crazy jungle bush Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. that's a turnoff when it's like this big and then all hair oh my god i know (laughs) i know it's just it's just terrible tragic trim that shit up yeah so (laughs) definitely so trim just like you know like presentation people presentation you heard it from the best. Holly Randall's just told you some really great gems. You better get those dick pics on point <laughs> and go over to her OnlyFans and let she'll rate it for you. <laughs> I will. I will rate your, but I will be nice too. But I will give you like but you good, gotta be honest. See, solid I, for advice. Me, I'm nice, but I'm honest. I'm like, do you really? I know you're paying for this dick rate, but I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Ace of um, diamonds. Diamonds is a spicy question. Hmm. Do you like sex toys in the bedroom? Um, usually not. Honestly, no. Okay. I, I like Too it much? to be just between me and my partner. Um, I th- I feel like also too when we start to bring like sex toys in, it feels like work a little bit. Okay. I, I don't know. I just start to like. I could. I get that. You know. And then I'm just like, um, what else do you like? Who you gonna hold? What angle for? How long? And we're gonna do how much for? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you have this Seriously. like automatic clock in your head, that are just like, all right, switch. And yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So generally, no, I like to be, to be like an organic experience between me and my partner. Have you ever broken up with someone because they were bad in bed? Um. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like if the chemistry. Did you tell them, or did you just not go back? Oh, I just not go back. No, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that mean. (laughs) (laughs) Like your dick dick sucks. So I. Yeah, I'm not that mean. So you didn't know who your celebrity crush was. You couldn't guess, but you have a celebrity hall pass, currently. Oh, a current celebrity hall pass. (laughs) Now this, I have a couple of ideas about. Um, I like it. I uh, I really like Idris Elba. Okay. Sexy. He's so grown hot. man sexy. And He's like, like mm. with the accent and everything. Um, so you like your accent? Yeah. Also, like, I know this is weird, but I've always, I've always really liked Edward Norton. <laughs> okay. I actually kind of like, like skinny, like sort of like tortured looking people, which <laughs> is weird because my husband looks it. nothing like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always really liked Edward Norton. Okay. So. Uh, I feel like he liked that one more than he just <laughs> but you're like, 
I, these two like completely <laughs> different people like they're like not even comparable at all but that's what's great about fantasies and having celebrity hall passes because yeah. it could happen Maybe yeah not. does your husband know about these celebrity hall passes no no we haven't we need to put this in our it. in our contract for a second because it's a hall pass for a reason he does know that i like i also like the guy what's his name the guy who played the punisher what's his name do you know what i'm talking about i don't i'm trying He's to think like, of... what's his name he was in um he's in that new show too on hbo called this is our town or something like that or oh the one with um kate uh wins or no no uh, this guy no. no you're thinking of mayor of east town are you thinking of oh, mayor of yeah, east town yeah, yeah, yeah. you murdered murderer oh yes have you seen that saturday night I live have. skit it's hilarious <laughs> I loved that show. It was good. Yeah. It really was good. There's a lot of good TV out these days. Anyways, whatever that guy's name is, he's also hot. It's funny yeah, because find it, but. my husband like noticed the new show, and he's like, oh, we should watch that. He's like, you like that guy. And I was like, I do like that guy. You're like, thanks yeah. for noticing, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever dated someone older? Oh, yes. I used to only date older men until I got old. <laughs> <laughs> and then the older men were like really old. What was the oldest guy you ever dated? Um, let's see. I, I mean, I'm, oh, there was the professor when I was in college. Oh, do you nickname them? Oh, is it that he was? No, really he was a oh, professor. I nickname all of everybody. <laughs> I'm like, I all have nicknames. It's great because you get to like, you know, when you tell your girlfriends. Yeah. They all, they, you don't need to really know their name. Yeah. He, um, but he actually wasn't that, I don't think he was that much older than me. Um, I was, it was at, he wasn't my professor. I was in, actually in England on a, uh, kind of thesis study abroad trip when I was at UCLA and he was a professor at Boston University. Did you dress up like a schoolgirl just because? <laughs> I did not sadly bring my schoolgirl outfit with me to England on my People don't go to school like that? What is this? Trip. I, I thought this was everybody's fantasy. Very sad, very sad. But we had a, yeah, we had a thing. That was really fun. Um, but otherwise, I think, uh, I mean, I remember when I was 22, I had a boyfriend who was 33 so like 10 years older than me which is okay. that much older actually but i think at 22 like that but that, i think life experience at that point you could yeah. that point i could see mm -hmm. hmm so you said you don't really like anything outdoors sexual wise but is there any crazy place that you have had sex <sighs> um man i'm like so boring <laughs> You just need to go. Now I'm just giving you all the things that you and your husband need to go and do. You know, I know. you have, you know, date know, night. Right? You're going to be like, honey, we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, I'm not like terrible. I guess I'm not like terribly adventurous in that way. Like, okay. I don't, I don't like, it gives me um, anxiety to like, the, I know some people like love the thrill, the thrill of getting yeah. caught. Like, no. Well, For crazy me, doesn't always have to be maybe like, again, like, like not the outside thing, but maybe like, I don't know, your parents' bed somewhere like crazy, like, we I don't had know, sex like in my parent. Oh, we had sex with my parents with the Boston guy, my parents' pool. Mm, okay. I'm pretty sure they were home. Mm, there you go. That's crazy. So, so you're more adventurous than you think, Holly. Yeah. Give yourself credit. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I remember after we like finished having sex, I think he like came in the pool or something. <laughs> And he was like, oh, I'm so I'm sorry. And I'm like, do you know how many guys have come in this pool? We use this for shoots all the time. Come on. I'm pretty sure we've shot you in that pool. Probably. Yeah. So, I mean, I was inseminated by your ex. Got it. Like, <laughs> like there's been a lot of cum in this pool. Like, and he's like, 
That's really gross. And I was He's like, all, thanks for telling you. are like, it's not me. It's just, you know, we shoot people. Too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've shot a lot of scenes in this pool. What do you want? We got our money's worth. <laughs> all right. Next card. Okay. Uh, Ace of Hearts. Ooh, romantic question. Would you consider yourself a romantic? Mm-mm. <laughs> no, I'm not. really not. It's terrible. It's actually, like, embarrassing. But also, I think... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. You know, I've never had a wedding. I've been married twice, and I've never had a wedding. Okay. I've never been proposed to. Okay. Isn't that sad? But I also, like, don't care. How did, did you propose to your husband, your current husband? No, so, well, the first... Like, hey, are we doing this? <laughs> well, I got pregnant. Okay. <laughs> and then I was like, you have really good insurance, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, so, we should get... I'm not joking. That's literally... We were like... We should get married so I can get on your insurance. I mean, babies are expensive. I mean, they I, are. I, I, you know what? And I needed, I needed that insurance. I had HMO. He had PPO. I need that PPO. We're fucking PPO. having babies is expensive. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, is he a romantic one in the relationship, or is <laughs> there's just no romance? No, no. I mean, if anyone's more romantic, it's it, I would say it's him. Okay. But neither of us are like that romantic. Okay. But I think that's also like why we're kind of suited for each other. We're just so comfortable together and we just like really enjoy each other's company, but we don't really like celebrate our anniversary. Um, we don't celebrate Valentine's day. We just like, I think that's a silly holiday. Anyway, yeah. I and mean, when you've been with someone for a while, I don't need like a Hallmark holiday. Yeah. Um, to like, I just feel like it's like me. every day. Like, yeah. You, know I mean? like, you should show your appreciation. Yeah. Favorite part of a body on the opposite sex. Mm, I love um, I love like the hip bones here, mm, like that indent here, that like a little, of, the V. Yeah, the little V. A little yeah, v. I love that. Cut or uncut? I don't care. Dinner, my first husband was uncut. My second husband is cut, and they're both care. great. Fine. Dinner date, movie date. Dinner date, so that we can have a conversation. Making out, unless or? you're boring. <laughs> then we're movie gonna be awkward date. silence. <laughs> yeah. Making out or cuddling. Um, making out, I'm not all that into cuddling. It gets like hot and mm -hmm. annoying after a while. To like five minutes and you're over it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Taking a call during sex. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Answer to text. No, no. <laughs> no, that is terrible. <laughs> Who does that? I mean, I've definitely answered a FaceTime call with my girlfriend while I was having sex, but it was intentional. Okay. It was like you were involving her in like yeah, the sexy we were like, situation. She didn't think we were going to like call when we were fucking and we had told her and then so she did. And I was like, see, I told you, but like, yeah. Think. And then I also had somebody answer a phone call while they, we were having sex and I was completely pissed. It yeah. was not for that. It was, it was, I was like, uh, really? You're, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like what's going on? Not okay. Unless we're doing like a boss secretary scenario Ooh, where he's at his desk. role play. So I'm seeing you do role play with your husband. Yeah. So like if he's like, okay, so I actually am really turned on by men who work. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> my, my first, to be fair, like he has a great job from what I understand now. We don't really talk about We don't anymore, make excuses. He didn't have a job, so. <laughs> when we were together, I was the breadwinner and he didn't work that much and it was incredibly infuriating to me that like I did everything and I paid for everything. And so my current husband like has a great job and like he works very hard. And so like seriously, I just remember when we first started dating, like like hearing him make business calls, I was like, oh. <sighs> Answer that again. So Answer maybe that business call, baby. <laughs> 
So, yeah. So, like, you know, sometimes that little kind of when he's in his office, I'll come in and be like, I really need this job. And, you know, like kind of play the subservient Do secretary. Do you always get the job, Holly? Of course I get the job. <laughs> you get the job and done. And then I'm fired right away. And then I have to, like, get it back. <laughs> I love it. Hmm, have you ever slid into anyone's DMs? You said you're a persistent lady. Um, For sure. Yes. Yeah, Has it sure. been successful? Hmm. Um, <laughs> are they still being waiting to answer those DMs? I mean, I know I took a long time to answer your DM. I'm like, it's hard to get through those. Right. I know, right? Um, God, you know, it's like I've been with my husband for six years, so I'm like trying to remember what life was like before then. Fair enough. Um, I can't remember. I mean, there were people that like I was talking to before, and then like I got a DM from them, but. I don't know if I've ever ha- like met somebody through social media. Yeah, okay. Like slid into DMs. You know, like celebrities don't like write to me. Mm-hmm. Like they might do to you. I, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last card is a kinky question. The club bondage. Yes or no? Yes. Mm, quickest orgasm. What was the quickest orgasm? I mean, usually. <laughs> When I'm masturbating, that's you're like, fastest. yeah, I'm done. Because we know what to do. Are you using the Hitachi do. or a dildo? So I used to be flat out against using sex toys when I masturbated because I was always like terrified of like deadening my clitoris. Mm. I feel like that's like a myth. Um, well, yeah. So so I would never do that. And now since I'm like pressed for time because I'm a mom, I use a vibrator. Nice. Gets the job done. Yes. Called someone the wrong name during sex. Yes, I was at one point dating two guys at the same time. One was Ryan and the other one was Brian. Oh, and it was very <laughs> difficult to not mix those two Did names Did they know up. that they were being dated at the same time? No. Okay. So was it Brian who got mad or Ryan? <laughs> I think it was Ryan. I don't think Brian cared. <laughs> Brian and I were definitely not like, he's actually still a very good friend of mine. Um, we were definitely never monogamous. Ryan, I think, like, th- kind of thought we were, but then, like, he decided to, like... <sighs> Do you remember that show, Temptation Island? Yeah. Yeah, so... So Ryan went on there. Yes, and he told me that he was going on a surf trip with his buddies oh. and that he would okay, be back. Ryan. Speaking of going back to our pet peeves about lying, and he went on the surf trip, and I was like, have fun, sounds great. Came back, and then he was like, I have something to tell you. He's like, I was actually on Temptation Island, and I was like, you fucked hard. And you know what? I think he was like the first guy to get booted off, so he got his Bye, Ryan. Bye, Ryan. He got his coming to him. Yeah. Mm. But like, who lies about that? A lot of people. Who goes on like a fucking dating show? A lot of people, though, but I feel like, I mean, I, back in the day, would like uh, start watching like The Bachelor or this, whatever, and there would Mm -hmm. always be like the caddy girl, like, because they would would talk about, or they would find out what happened before, and they like were still talking to boyfriends and stuff Mm -hmm. because they didn't know if they were going to get picked, so they were like, I'm going to keep this over here until this happens, and then worry about it later. I feel like if he had been honest with me from the start, like, I could have been okay with it. But isn't the whole premise to like find a a love match or something with yes. you? Yes. So then what is, well, yes. why am I here, Ryan? <laughs> My thing is, it's just like, why lie? If you don't want to, if that's what you felt like, but like, you know what? It was cool. I'm just let you know, I'm going to be on Temptation Island. Yeah. Let you, let you feel you, yourself out. How you feel Yeah, it was just like, but also, I don't really want to date the kind of person who'd go on Temptation Island, so. 
Sounds like a douche. Yeah. You're better off. I am. <laughs> Most number of times you've had sex in one day. I mean, probably like four. Okay. I know that sounds that's like a healthy not number. No, very impressive. I think the most I think I've heard is probably like five or six. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Probably like four back in like my heyday. You're going to have a heyday tonight with your man. Actually, I'm <laughs> ovulating, so yes. Hey, are you trying for another baby? We are. Oh, that's exciting. See, now we have getting you all warmed up for your husband and be like, you know, Alexis was asking me a lot of crazy questions. <laughs> and now I realize that I am not that adventurous, but we're about to be adventurous. So let's do it. Make we're so baby. adventurous that I'm like, babe, my app says I'm ovulating. Like, you need to have sex with me. Be like, fuck, all right. Be fine. ready while I'm home and ready. <laughs> All right, that is the rest of Texas, Truth with Texas. I feel like you passed with flying colors. I hope you, you had a great time playing. Is there anything you'd like to ask me that you haven't asked me? Well, I have a lot of things I want to ask you, but I would like to save that for my podcast. Yes, I am you going come to come. On, Not so. hopefully, I will be there, and it will be very soon. I yes. promise you have my Texas code of conduct honor of, of I don't lie I this is earlier. on camera I was like I don't lie if I only say <laughs> I'm gonna be somewhere I'm gonna be somewhere so I will definitely go and answer all the questions that you want Miss Texas to answer on your podcast can you let us know where we can follow you and support all the things that you have going on yes uh, you can find me on Instagram at Holly Randall on and also on Twitter at Holly Randall for now I'm still on TikTok um, Holly Randall unfiltered and of course, uh, my podcast is Holly Randall Unfiltered. You can go to youtube.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered or search it on all podcast platforms. And um, my OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash Holly Randall. It's just kind of like everything's Holly Randall. So. Holly Randall, make sure you go support my girl. Thank you so much again for coming on. It was Thank great you. catching up with you. And until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.